So hello, Studio One Night Seekers and Should we tell the people? First of all, first of all, Lena had COVID. I had COVID. I got called out for chewing gum as when I was teaching today because I was chewing gum to keep from coughing. Right. And, and, and please so know she tested negative like, like a week ago. ago. Yeah, like 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 a significant enough time. But it's ago. so like it's like it's so it feels so unprofessional to be teaching a class like chomping on gum. Right. You but know, it keeps us alive and moving so you don't get that caught. Anyway, so it was funny because I got called out for chewing on gum. And then should we tell the people Which how many times we started this podcast oh, today? I don't know if they can take it. Are you strong? Sit down. <laughs> That she told me that she we can't stop it again. This is a no matter what take. This is it. I this don't do takes because I feel like I the know. whole podcast is just about chatting, and so there's no. I know I'm just nervous that one of the guys who I go out with on Hinge will look me up <laughs> and find and find these podcasts <laughs> because you know if anyone can find them, it would be, it'd be because cool. yeah maybe I'm the um, higher. Yeah, I'm just projecting the fact that I creep on everybody who I date online. Right. Yeah, right. literally nobody cares about me. I like to do that. You. I care. Yeah, you care. <laughs> okay. Anyways, so I keep getting insecure about the things that I'm saying, <laughs> and then asking her to stop. And the face, the face that my mom gave <laughs> last time, last time I messed up and said we have to stop and start over. I never want anyone to look at me like that again. So no matter what, we're just gonna move through this tape. We are, because because this is really good practical information. Your mouth is just like gaping, <laughs> just staring at me. So much disappointment <laughs> and just regret. <laughs> All right, deep breath, everybody. All right, so we are talking about the endocrine system today, and I feel really passionate about it because I feel like it is um, the backdrop, like the water we swim in, the health of our endocrine system creates this situation for us. It can create hopelessness, it can create optimism, it can create vitality, it can create fatigue, clear-mindedness, foggy minds. It's like the, the, the um, balance of that can be really tenuous as we age, as we change, um, as we eat differently, sleep differently, go through different periods in our life. Mm -hmm. And like, it's not one of the indicators that we talk about when it comes to health. Like we talk about blood pressure and weight. cholesterol level. We talk about and everyone's weight. so obsessed with weight, 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 and body percentage of body fat isn't a good indicator of health. It's, and these are not like the the indicators of health when it comes to living a life that you feel really good about. So mm -hmm. um, yeah, so I asked Leah to chat with me about this. So and I don't quite regret the conversation yet because this is take three, all good. You know, you know what they say is third time is the charm. This is true. This is going to be very charming. Maybe if you had a third kid, it would be like amazing. Back on track. Back okay. on track. Okay. So hormones are your body's chemical messengers. Mm -hmm. They travel in your bloodstream to your tissues and your organs, and they work slowly over time to regulate all these different processes. So including your metabolism, um, your sexual function, your reproduction, your mood, and so much more. And they're created by your endocrine glands. So you have your pituitary gland, your pineal, your thymus, your thyroid, adrenal glands, and pancreas are like the main endocrine glands. And then dudes produce hormones in their testes and then girls in their ovaries. Um, so hormones are produced in a pretty complex process, but they depend on beneficial fats and cholesterol. So 
So that's why dietary factors can cause hormone problems. Like if you're not getting the right types of fat, dietary fats, um, or if the ratio of omega-3, omega-6 is out of balance, um, then your body doesn't have the right building blocks it needs to create the hormones. And then other factors that could disrupt your hormone health, like we hear a lot just about kind of toxin overload. So what cleaning products are you using? What beauty products are you using? Um, we hear a lot about like endocrine disruptors. That's all that means, right? An endocrine disruptor is something that disrupts your endocrine system in conventional cleaning products, conventional beauty products. Um, and, you know, these endocrine disruptors maybe mimic the building blocks that make the hormones or they mimic the hormones themselves. Um, and that's so problematic because then the body tries to create hormones using the wrong building blocks. So this is like pretty micro, yeah. like, like how hormones, um, you know, become dysregulated. But so diet plays a huge role, sleep in, in your hormone health, um, the right type of like relaxation the right type of like deregulation for your nervous system. Guess what disrupts your endocrine system? Trauma, low trauma, yeah. too much sugar, chronic stress, yeah. toxins. Kind of like okay, lack of sleep. Yeah, diet. Not enough community, healthy relationships. Like it's like a whole systems view of health. Yeah, interesting. It's like the interwoven fabric to all the pieces. But there's diet, there's environmental toxins, which include like the cleaning products in the healthcare. There's like, maybe we could call like nervous system, like sleep stress, mm -hmm. quality of, of sleep quality or, you know, degree of stress would be like mm -hmm. how you're caring for your nervous system. And then the relational piece of just having comfort and connection mm -hmm. in your life. Like in our modern society, our bodies are constantly in this like sympathetic activation. We don't have these natural ways of resettling that we used to when we lived in tribes. We don't have ceremony. We don't have ritual. We don't engage in these practices that are invented in these traditional cultures that people that would used to take people into, into these altered states where their biology would shift from that sympathetic to the parasympathetic, um, where their biology could shift into a place of repair and healing instead of this constant state of breakdown. And um, maybe that's one of the reasons why we feel so good in our group fitness and yoga classes mm -hmm. is that there's connection, there's rhythm, mm -hmm. there's breath, there's um, like a way of organizing. There's a ritual. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. For sure. Yeah. And it ends up being really satisfying. Mm -hmm. That Shavasana is extra good, not just because you know of the heat or not just because mm -hmm. of the quote workout, but that whole um, energetic entrainment and connection mm -hmm. in a group. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's interesting. And passive relaxation, like watching TV is not actually relaxation. Also, do you ever think about like the types of shows that people watch? Oh yeah. Like I've been watching Stranger Things. I really enjoy it. And like, I can appreciate something as like, like an art or like a, like it's like a cool. yeah like it's very cool but like it's not good for me like yeah. no one should be like looking at people that like get floated up into the sky cracking you know <laughs> right 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 so but that's what people do like they go home and watch tv and like like god bless them of course how could they not they're overworked and overtired and 
Like there's no, yeah, there need to be ways to do that. But that's why prioritizing, like, so if you're like doing like hitting up a high intensity workout, oh my gosh, caffeine. I I drink caffeine. Yeah. I need it. Like it's like, you know, I I'm I'm a work in progress, but you drink caffeine, your cortisol levels always are lifted. You do your high intensity workout, you go to work where you're stressed, you come home, you watch the news in between there, you're which on your stressful. phone, yeah. which is so stressful. Um, and then you go home and watch TV. It's like there's no deliberate time for an actual restoring healing mm-hmm. process to take place. Your hormones are going to be out of whack. But then that's going to impact your ability to, like that impacts your metabolic health. So then you're not going to be processing like you have then you have to be so much even more careful with what you're eating because your body won't be able to handle sugar as well like your body won't be able to handle the toxins that are coming at you and then that it creates this like this build up and that's why people are like you know I work out all the time I don't eat that much I'm still not losing weight or you know another sort of sign of like of mad hormonal disruption is those people because I'm one of these people or I have been in the past who just chase endorphins to make them feel good like people that have to work out on christmas day but that's not something that should be celebrated i mean that's me yeah i mean yeah, yeah but but that's but it's, it's an indicator it's an indicator of the dysregulated so being intentional about your relaxation practices even like um, we're doing things like pilates and yoga that are still that are going to be a little bit more calming for your nervous system, but still 100%. increase like muscle and you know, like all of that is really helpful. And I'm thinking too, one of the habits that I've been doing this summer that's been helpful for me is taking a break in the afternoon and sitting outside. Oh my god, naps. I'm sorry I keep interrupting, but you just bring up so many good points yeah, for me to talk about. <laughs> yeah. Okay, one second. So I go outside and go, I don't just sit on the porch, but like I go down the stairs so that my feet can sit in the grass and I can really have contact with nature because there's a lot going on out there. There's like a lot of um, negative ions that would clear the positive ions out of me and help me handle that stress better. There's a lot of like breeze and fresh air and deep breathing and healthy um healthy processes that I can be a part of. There's the rhythm and the sounds of nature that are really calming to the nervous system. So to um, to just access that, even if it's a five or 10 minute break, it's like a planful time when I can just like be outside and I don't have to do anything to relax. I could just like yeah. set a timer 10 minutes and I've got something helpful. Okay, so then you are going to add to that what? Oh, just naps. Naps. Yeah. Naps are good. There is like kind of a sweet spot between too much and too little, but I think 60 minutes is like pretty. Well, so 20 minutes? 60 minutes? What's the research say? Um, wait, I just have your fingertips. Yeah. So there's different. So I don't know if it's like super conclusive because I've seen different research. Yeah. Um, but about 60 minutes is what reduces cardiovascular mortality. Interesting. And it reduces... Um, siesta. It, permission to siesta. 60 minutes is a good long time. I was always told 20 minutes, but you're right. Maybe it's mm-hmm. inconclusive and there's different results for different durations of napping. Mm-hmm. So but in general, like... <coughs> um, 
having enough sleep at night too. And I know we have that full, that old podcast where we talked about sleep, but 35% of Americans get less than seven hours of sleep a night. Yeah. And like sleep, like it impairs your cognitive function. It makes you more like, and all of this is like, more is like what their hormonal responses to. Yeah. Um, yeah, sorry. I try trying not to cough. It's okay. That might have been my limit for talking. Yeah, it might be. All right, I want to touch the diet really quick because mm-hmm. um, earlier in one of the earlier takes, <laughs> one of the earlier takes, um, you said you need a balance, and it's important to have the balance of fifty percent omega three, fifty percent omega six, and there are different foods that provide each of those different fats. So most American, most of us in this modern society we are very reliant on um like oils like seed oils um um like canola oil like soybean oil and they're super high in omega-6 and we have a disproportionate like we consume a disproportionate amount of omega-6 versus omega-3s and what you really want is like a 50 50 ratio so for all intents and purposes, eating omega-3 fats is going to be really helpful so those for are your hormone health. Salmon, avocados. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, those, those um, healthy good fats. Yeah, flax seeds, right? So like fresh organic seafood, olives, um, nuts and seeds. Well, I guess not all. Chia seeds. When you think of like the super highly processed, like anything that's processed though isn't. And that's the thing. Like um, when Leah reads a list like that, I say to myself, oh, I eat that. And it's not that simple. It's like also to look at what else I eat. Well, it's the limiting the sugar, making sure you're getting enough fiber, Mm -hmm. um, protein. Yeah. But like, I mean, it is, it is simple because when you think about like decreasing omega threes or just being mindful of your omega three consumption. Like a lot of those seed oils are going to be in things like processed packaging. No, omega six is what we're. Yeah, sorry, about. sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So the threes are the goods, and the six are the goods, but only fifty percent, and we already get so much. Correct. So yeah, so knocking down your omega sixes by eliminating some processed food. Gosh, like. If you're going to eat potato chips, because we do like potato chips, make sure they're olive oil or avocado oil. Yeah, but they're still... They're still not good. Well, because it changes, like, when you are heat things to that, that high heat, oh. it changes the... Yeah, the burn on it. Um, okay, so we're actually going to eat all um, avocados, you guys. We're just going to put avocados on everything. Avocados are great. That's not so bad. Avocados it's just on like, everything. I know. We can put avocados on everything. I don't buy my avocados organic either. I'm pretty you okay buying them. No, they're like they're not, not on the dirty. They're not dozen. on the dirty dozen. They're on the clean fifteen, actually. Right? Sure. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Sometimes it changes, but I think avocados. Yeah. yeah look it up. Let's see. I I rare. I mean, if unless the price difference is like not that crazy. Yeah, avocados are on the clean fifteen. Not super important to buy organic. Interesting. I usually buy them organic, but sometimes I just buy whatever is at my usable rank because I'm so bad at buying ingredients. The timing is an issue. You know what trick I found? Tell me. If you place your ripe avocados in a bowl of ice cold water and put it in the fridge, they'll last for like a very long time. Really, Leah? Like a week, yeah. So they have to be ripe. Right. Mm-hmm. And then put them in the refrigerator in ice water. Mm-hmm. Well, the ice is going to melt in the refrigerator at some point. But they will stay cold because it's refrigerated. 
Okay, so that's all we have to do on that. Uh -huh. That's good to know. Okay, yeah. so we, we touched on the sleep, the omega-3s and sixes, mm -hmm. the toxins. Anything else you want to add about like this clean? Well, just, I mean, I feel like I know the sleep thing, the sleep is just huge. The sleep is huge. Sleep we is did huge. a podcast on sleep. We did do a podcast, but I've like been, there's like other stuff that I've been trying to implement around sleep, like getting light first thing in the morning, going outside for like a walk first thing in the morning to help regulate your circadian rhythms, like getting that morning light. Interesting. Improve sleep. Really? Uh-huh. I'm going to tell you something else that improves sleep. Eating fat and protein about two, three hours before bed. Like a meal of fat and protein so that your blood sugar is nice and stable, not too close to bed. Hmm. Meditating. Do you want to hear my idea? What? What's your idea? Kundalini yoga, yin yoga, sound bath. Yeah. Like we have some good offerings here. We do. So I think every night of the week, Friday is hot yoga from five to six. Yeah, no, and that's fun. I play pop music <laughs> in that class. <laughs> it's like a party. <laughs> no, that one. No, I just like that's a happy hour fun class. That's a, that should be a fun class yeah, for sure. Unless I'm in a bad mood. <laughs> <laughs> but um, on Monday and Thursday we have Yin, which is so down regulating for the nervous system. So I think one of the things that I discovered about myself through my yoga practice. I'm way more tired than I appreciate it. Well, you know what's so bad for your hormone health? It's just like, oh, it's over-exercising. Yes. Like, constantly over-exercising. And that was my and lifestyle. That's what I did. That's what I did. All while you guys were growing up. So, like, I would work all the time, and I was a single mom, and I had a lot of stress. And then in order to manage that stress, I would ride my bike for hours and hours and miles and miles. And it's like, when we get in that habit, that lifestyle habit of meeting stress with stress, more yeah. things that I met with stress with that. Alcohol is stressful, so I was meeting that with a beer after my ride. Coffee is stressful, so I was drinking two or three cups of coffee. Because Sugar yeah. is stressful, so I drive through Starbucks and get a nice little, you know, um, sweetened up something yummy. Um, so like, and that's how most so many of us live. Yeah, just reaching for up regulators and down regulators. And how sad because we're all just these like beautiful little fairy children of the earth, and we're living in this capitalistic <laughs> society that doesn't value our health and wellness. And yeah, and we're also having these conversations to put light on this, and we're offering these services to create a community that appreciates it. So mm -hmm. we are on the right track, and we're very grateful. Gratitude is good. Yeah. Gratitude is good for your hormone health. Yeah. So anyway, you guys, um, if you have any more questions about endocrine health, you can reach out to Leah. I'll do my best to answer. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Or find the answer. Or just Google. <laughs> um, so yeah, super glad you're here. Check the schedule. Like, comment. Come to share. Pilates. Come to Pilates or Leah's five o'clock happy hour. Anything uh -huh. else you want to shout about, Leah? I, I, I do health coaching. Yeah. So reach out to me about health coaching too. Yeah, 100%. Um, and I think like health coaching is, um, we're going to have to shed more light on it. But it's, it's, it's accountability. Accountability. And I have a organization. Yeah. Help, like, yeah. Just having someone who will help you get organized. And um, health means you're taking to um, 
sovereignty, free will, sovereignty, choice, and control, agency over your own situation. So to meet with someone once a week, every other week, who can help you organize a plan that you're accountable for, and that you can implement across the week, so that you just little by little titrate yourself towards a, a lifestyle that supports you, because that's all we're doing. And, no and one's going to give you a magic pill. It, well, and it's a journey of personal empowerment, too. Yeah. And because most of us know what we need to do. Yeah. We just need someone to help us nail it down. Uh-huh. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We need that accountability. You're a good you're a good girl to do that, Lee. Oh, I am. I, know. I am. Oh. Yeah. So anyway. Yeah. Namaste, my friend. Namaste. Namaste.